This is Infrastructure Junkies. Welcome, Infrastructure Junkies, to your show. This is a podcast created by right-of-way professionals for right-of-way professionals. The Infrastructure Junkies podcast is the voice of the right-of-way industry, exploring eminent domain, right-of-way acquisition, and infrastructure development. Okay, Infrastructure Junkies, welcome back to the show. Hello. Hello. Today, here's what we have for you. The Uniform Relocation Act. Moving expenses, reestablishment expenses, or none of the above. And the none of the above is ineligible. You'll recall that earlier this season, we did an episode dedicated to relocation. We had a couple of great guests with us. And we found that that was an incredibly popular episode. It was in high demand, a lot of listens, a lot of downloads. And, and there's clearly a great thirst for knowledge on more relocation. So what we decided to do is put together this presentation, we get down a little bit more into the funnel with this one than on that more basic discussion we had earlier this year. And today, Blackbird Right-of-Way, a boutique, very specialized right-of-way firm, has graciously agreed to sponsor this episode. Earlier this year, we announced that Blackbird Right-of-Way made the strategic decision to do what it does best. And what is that? relocation, except they decided to expand their service availability to the entire country from one relocation to a hundred. And thank you, Blackbird, for agreeing to sponsor this episode. Kristen Bennett, you all know her. She's the one you really want to hear from, and she's the one you're going to hear from is the president of Blackbird, and she's a nationally renowned relocation expert. And there aren't a heck of a lot of them around here. Well, and I'm so excited about this episode. I have been for a while. Those of you who know me or have ever seen me at an event know that I like to talk about relocation ad nauseum. Sure like, so, never stop. Hush. So anyway, I'm very excited about this episode. And I think that, you know, you can take some relocation assistance services courses. You can do a little reading. You can read the entire Uniform Act and all of the regulations and all of the FAQs and maybe not still be an expert because it's kind of tricky to navigate those waters. But I'm going to take something today that I hear people argue about all the time and question whether something's eligible or not or in what category. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is, where it is, how to find it, how to document it for your clients and for your displacees. Yeah, this would be a great episode to share with your relocation department, I think. And and here's why. I am not a relocation agent. You all know that. But I've taken all the IRWA courses necessary, and I've passed them all, to get the RWRAC designation. But I'll be the first one to tell you that, as Kristen said, just taking classes and even reading the entire act or all the associated regulations doesn't really make someone a great relocation agent. You have to have been in the trenches. You have to have seen this stuff from many different angles and many different types of complex relocations. So that's what we're doing today. I'm excited. But first, I'm going to share a couple things with you guys. First of all, if you haven't been to our website, go check it out. We have a new website. It's infrastructurejunkies.com. While you're there, you can sign up for our mailing list. You can find out more about sponsorships. You can also get access to our premium content, which we're very excited about. Some of you may be watching us on video. Hello. If you are joining us on the premium content from our website, you'll also be able to see the slides that I'm presenting today. We have some visual aids for those of you who are on the premium content. And we also have another little bit of news about the premium content. Along with that, you can subscribe to our 
sister podcast, Infrastructure Junkies Unfiltered, which is a little bit different from the regular Infrastructure Junkies. Unfiltered is more discussion and analysis. What I like to compare it to is if you are overhearing a right-of-way discussion at happy hour. And it's unfiltered, so you can say all the curse words you want. Well, I don't plan on doing that, but I could. He could. He could. So in the meantime, don't forget to follow us. We are on TikTok. Can you believe it? We're also on Twitter. You can find us. We're at IJPod. Follow us. All right. Are we ready to get started? I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to take a nap. You go ahead and teach the course. Okay. Everybody buckle up for some reload. All right. Let me give you the kind of the background of why I wanted to do this particular episode. And it's actually on the tails of why I wanted to do a particular presentation. If you are in the IRWA, if you're in Region 2 and went to our forum in College Station, you might have seen a presentation that's going to make this podcast sound kind of familiar because I'm basing it off of that. But I did a presentation in College Station called Moving Reestablishment or Ineligible. And the reason I did that is because earlier this year, back in January, I was asked to be on the faculty for ALICLE for continuing education for attorneys. And what I didn't really fully grasp is that I was going directly into the lion's den. That you did. It's a bunch of landowner attorneys. It's a bunch of landowner attorneys. And they put me on a panel and it was a lot of fun, but the panel was kind of to, as we like to say, cuss and discuss, or maybe even argue a little bit about things that maybe someone who is a move planner working on the behalf of landowner attorneys, they might find something to be eligible that is in fact not eligible based on the rules. So we started out this this conversation on this panel where we were discussing what's eligible for moving expenses. And one of the things that the other gentleman brought up is he said that he thought a new sprinkler system installed in a fireworks stand would be eligible for moving expenses. Okay. To which I said, what are you talking about? That has nothing to do with reinstalling anything that moved. That's just, that's like a code compliance thing that you have to have for firework stands. That doesn't have anything to do. And he said, no, that is because that is part of the reinstallation of the fireworks. I'm like, you mean the fireworks that sit on a shelf? So we went back and forth and it got, a, I, I would say a little contentious, a little tiny bit contentious and ended with him Raising his voice slightly, okay, I'm not going to be overdramatic and saying, Kristen, fireworks must be sprinkled. And it, it was, and I was like, okay, I'm not denying that fireworks must be sprinkled. I am saying that there's ways that we can compensate for that. And then there's ways we absolutely categorically cannot because of what the regulations say. So here we are. I got all I got all sweaty and verklempt thinking about it. Yeah, um, you're starting to glisten a little bit. I am, I am. So we're going to break it down and figure out when, when somebody tells you something's eligible and it's not, it's not because we're mean or we're trying to save money. It's because there are rules. So I'm going to tell you where to find some of these rules and we're going to break it down. But first, Mr. Arnold... Yeah. You have you are admittedly not a relocation expert. I am not a relocation expert. Okay, That's so correct. we're going to go through some slides. Okay. And you have to... You have a quiz. Okay. Oh gosh. Yes, no. you, we have a quiz, and here here's the quiz. I'm going to show him some visual aids. I'll describe them for those of you using your ears to listen to this podcast and not your eyeballs. And we're going to talk about whether those items are a moving expense, a reestablishment expense, or if they're just ineligible. Now, brief, 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 very simple overview. Moving expenses is what it costs to you know uninstall, transport, pack, move, unpack, reinstall any item of personal property which belongs to the displacee, 
right? There's no monetary limit on that. The limit is, is that an actual reasonable and necessary expense? Okay. So if you needed to go move your microphone, we would pay to do that, right? Right. But let me just make a point. This is what I'm talking about. I hear those words Uh and I understand that concept, but actually putting it to practical use, Mm -hmm. I think that requires a lot of experience. Because I understand, I've heard that exact statement made in many presentations and in many courses. And I've said it a hundred thousand times in front of you, I'm sure you've And you said it, it. (laughs) right, right. But this is what, this is the purpose of this episode, is that you may have heard that yourselves a thousand times, but have you put it to use and are you able to seize upon that when you're walking in doing an initial interview or an initial inspection? Right. Exactly. So that's what we're going to do today. And then we're also, okay, so we're also going to talk about if it's reestablishment. And very briefly, reestablishment is changes to the real property at the replacement site to accommodate the business. We can't pay for capital improvements or anything, but, you know, if you need to slap some paint on the wall or get some new ceiling tiles, those are the sort of things that would fall into the category of reestablishment. Now, here is a very important thing to remember today and always is that there is a monetary limit on reestablishment expenses and it's federally regulated. Now, state by state, there may be different laws where your state may go above and beyond this, but in the regulations, the limit on reestablishment is $25,000. Why is that important? I'll tell you why. Because sometimes you have move planners or landowner attorneys who are trying to get more money for their displacee. And I get that. I want to get more money for the displacees. We also have to follow the rules. But as you see, if reestablishment has a monetary limit and moving doesn't, any expense that we can get into that moving category keeps us from burning up that reestablishment. So that's a that's an important thing to remember. And I'm not trying to save money and not give displacees what they want, but there are sometimes people who are trying to put things into a category where it doesn't really belong. Where, where it could essentially cause them to not get as much money if you burn through the entire 25000 and you could have put that in another category. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. And a little tiny sidebar, I will tell you one thing that I pride myself on and my team at Blackbird is that we can take a stack of invoices. You know, this happens all the time when it displays these like, here's all my expenses. And you're like, Oh, wow, thanks. And I can sort through and find there might be an invoice from an electrician for $8,000. And if you if you don't have the experience, you might go, well, that's obviously going to be reestablishment and go throw it in that pile when actually some of those costs might have been like a dedicated outlet for a copy machine that moved or a dedicated line for a fryer that moved those you can pull out even within the same invoice. There might be moving expenses and reestablishment. And if you're lazy or you don't know how to do that or you're not willing to do that, you're leaving money on the table for your displacee. Right. So are you ready for it. your quiz? No. All right. We're going to go ahead and do it anyway. All right. First thing we're going to talk about is... Huh. Who are those dudes? Those are, yeah, those are our moving dudes. We're looking at a slide for okay. some moving dudes. Right. So what is it? Moving, reestablishment, or ineligible? So I've got some photos for you. First of all, we've got a copy machine and a few boxes of paper. Yep. The, well, the paper's a moving expense. The copier probably depends. On what? On how you hook it up. False. Good try. Okay. I'm not going to give up my day job. Don't give up your day job. But we'll just briefly talk about this. The cost to reinstall that copy machine, all of it, even the electricity part of it. Is reestablishment. No, it's moving. It's moving. It's moving because it's, remember, when we move something, it's the cost to uninstall, pack, transport, and reinstall. So that has to do with the reinstallation of this item that is personal property. We're paying for every bit of that under moving. Cool. You like it? Yeah. All right. 
Next up, we've got a picture of Milton from Office Space. Do you love that movie? Yes, and he has his red stapler. So and he's got bonus. his swing line stapler. I never stapler. noticed the dead plant in the back. I love the dead plant. So he's he's in his cubicle. There's some boxes of random things and office supplies. Is there anything in this picture that seems complicated on a relocation standard? Would you pay to move a dead plant? Yeah, sure. Well, well Milton himself—that's complicated. You're not. Well, Milton's that. complicated, but office supplies, things like that, we're going to pay for those things to be boxed up and moved and unpacked. Right. Nothing even complicated about reinstallation here. Got it. Okay. Next slide. This is Bill Lumberg, and he is standing in front of a whole bunch of cubicles. Yeah, I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday. Oh, oh, and I'm going to need you to go ahead and come back on Sunday too. It's alarming how much you sound like Bill Lumberg right now. If you haven't seen Office Space, run. Don't walk. We watched it recently. It's really held it's the test. It's really good. good. Okay. Show. So in this picture, look at all those cubicles. What are we going to do with cubicles? Well, I just had an experience at my own law firm where we had to vacate a floor full of cubicles and we could pack them up, move them, and store them. So okay. moving expense and also a reestablishment expense. Why also a reestablishment expense? Because somebody's got to put those things back together. That's moving. That's reassembling. That's reinstalling. But here's here's what I got, okay? He's throwing his hands up. What I got when I had my presentation on this, I, I asked the same question about cubicles, and I got, it depends. And I got to tell you, I have a love-hate relationship with it depends, okay? I think as relocation people, we love to say it depends. Oh, it depends. And I, I, I like that because there's not always a cut and dry answer for everything without getting more information, without getting all of the information. But it depends is just your starting off point. What does it depend on? And what it depends on with those cubicles is were they considered personal property with the appraiser? How are they installed? Can they be uninstalled and moved? And were they were they given a contributory value in the appraisal? That's where you go down into the it depends. If it's permanently affixed and was considered part of the real property, guess what? We're not paying to move those. They should have been accounted for in the appraisal in that case. Right. Exactly. If, if it had any contributory value. Exactly. So it, it this is an it depends situation, I think, but I don't want to stop it. It depends and go, okay, next slide, because we have to get to the answers. So how is it installed? Is it movable? And what did the appraiser say in that appraisal report? Okay. Are you comfortable? Yeah. You don't look comfortable. Well. Okay. What? We got a guy painting a wall. Can we pay for painting in any way under relocation? Yeah. What are we going to do it? We'll do it with it. I don't know. You tell me. You're the expert. You want to take a guess? <laughs> it's got to be reestablished. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Good job, Mr. Arnold. Painting. We can pay for painting under reestablishment. No problem. What about this one? We got a guy rolling out some builder grade looking carpet over some hardwoods. Not a great choice, but what do you think? It depends. It, it depends on nothing. It's reestablishment. Well, if you have to have it. No, you don't have to have it for it to be reestablishment. Mm, you okay. don't have to have it. Do you have to have had it in the before where, where you're leaving? Nope. So you can just get a free carpet. <laughs> you can get flooring. You can get flooring. If you were, if you were in it, let's but let's look at it this way. Let's say that you own a nail salon, okay? Which I do. You do. I didn't know this about you. Yeah. Okay. You, there's a lot of things mm, you don't know. Wow. So you own a nail salon. In that nail salon, you've got hardwood floors and you got purple walls and some chandeliers and some murals on the wall. 
and you've got a whole bunch of chairs where people can go soak their little toesies. When you go to, let's see, find a new spot and you're going to, to figure it out. And it's like kind of a shell of a space. I get that. That part I get. Okay. You need floors. Well, what if you find a new spot that already has hardwood floors, just like your old spot? Will you still pay to put down carpet? Now, now we're That's in it what depends. I'm talking. That's now what I was talking we're in about. It depends. Now, under reestablishment, it says that you can replace, you know, shabby or soiled surfaces and like carpet that's bad and stuff like that. A lot of agencies will pay for things that are in an aesthetic choice. It doesn't say that we can't, but do you have to? No, most agencies will. Fascinating. Yes. Okay. Did you just roll your eyes? No. No. Just I think you did. Cut them, actually. Okay, next. Next up, we have a, a, she shed. a she shed, a little storage-looking building that's got a door on the front and a double doors on the side. Now, if you see this in a in a displaced business, what are you going to do with it? What do you mean, what are you going to do? First, you're going to find out whether it's a fixture. You're on the right track. Yes. First, right. got to find out. we got to look at the appraisal and say, what the heck? Did the appraiser value it as part of the take? Very good. And if if the appraiser did so? If she did, then game over, right? Game over. They already compensated for it. It's not getting moved. Right. But if she did not value it and she she deemed it to be a fixture, then you're going to need to figure out how to move it. If she, yes, if this was called personal property by the appraiser, we're going to move it. We are going to pay to move it. It's not going to be a reestablishment expense that's moving. Are you comfortable with that? Well, what if it's got plumbing? If it's got plumbing, well, wouldn't that be reconnection? Wouldn't you be reconnecting? Is that reestablishment? No. Reconnecting is moving. <sighs> All right. Keep going. <laughs> Calm down. Okay. Now we've got rows and rows of inventory. There's like ramen noodles and Kleenex and stuff. This looks like kind of like a Costco warehouse. If that's, if that's rows and rows of ramen noodles, I know exactly what that is. What is it? High bulk, low value. <laughs> No, <laughs> good one. Good one. So inventory, are we going to pay to move that? Yeah. And that's just moving, right? Just moving it from point A to point B, yeah, right? Lo- load up the truck. Load up the truck. Okay. Let's go to the next one. These guys are pouring a foundation. There's a picture of a guy pouring a foundation. Concrete. Concrete. Yeah. Are yeah. we going to pay for that in any way under relocation? Is that a moving expense? That's part of the real estate, isn't it? Yeah. We're not going to pay for that. That's not reestablishment and it's not moving. That is ineligible. Okay. I'll be sending you my resume on Monday. Okay. Perfect. Infrastructure junkies. Thank you so much for tuning in to another show. I wanted to let you know that this particular episode is generously sponsored by Blackbird Right-of-Way. They're a DBE certified women owned right-of-way company. Now, while Blackbird is a full-service company, it's best known for its expertise in complex relocations. As you already know, taking classes or even getting a certification is no substitute for boots-on-the-ground experience. Kristen Bennett and her team have just that. Experience with almost any type of relocation conceivable. They'll do one parcel all the way up to 100 anywhere in the United States. Look them up at blackbirdrightofway.com. And make them a part of your team. That's blackbirdrightofway.com. Okay, now we're getting into the fun ones, okay? Everybody take a deep breath because I have got an, in front of me a picture of a vent hood. Are you familiar with the vent hood? All I know is I've heard you and other relocation agents talk about it. We freak out about it. Exactly. And I'll tell you why. 
This one is such an it depends. I can't even tell you. I've ha- I have paid for a vent hood, a new vent hood under moving. I have paid for a vent hood under reestablishment. I've been told flat out, nope, you can't do it. Personally, I tend to think that if you have a fryer, let's say you're a Taco Bueno, which you don't have those in Virginia, but oh, I love a Taco Bueno. I've, re- I've relocated a couple of them. Let's say you have a Taco Bueno and they've got a fryer, okay? And the fryer above it has a vent hood, as is required by code for that fryer. Well, I'll be darned when they go to their new location, it's not going to be compatible with the vent hood they had. And they're going to have to purchase a brand new vent hood for that fryer. Because of the incompatibility? Mm -hmm. If it was compatible, then is it? Then we can move it. Right. Yeah. Well, again, looking at the appraisal and making sure it wasn't valued in the appraisal. Kristen, who figures this out? And how would you know to figure that out? I mean, that's a rhetorical question. The only way you would know to figure that out is experience. Correct. Okay. Correct. So that's why a guy like me who's taken the courses, and I've even read the act, I wouldn't be qualified to do that relocation. I'm just telling you. Well, and it, sometimes it takes a little finessing to figure out how, again, I'm, I, I was put in the position in ALICLE to kind of be like the, I'm the, I'm the condemning authority person and I'm trying to save money. I'm trying to get the displacy every single penny that I possibly can. You know, that is a common conception that's really a misconception that I think it's worthwhile covering it again. There is a perception among some landowners, among some landowner attorneys, heck, even among some misguided agencies that the relocation agent is like an insurance agent. And I don't mean Jake (laughs) from State Farm. I mean one that's trying to save every nickel that she can or he can as the case may be. And I've heard you say, and other really good relocation agents say, no, 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 I'm not here to save anybody money. I'm here to follow the regs and follow the act. Bingo. And I had somebody tell me, a landowner person, well, you know, but if you, if you are able to get out of these relocations for a lower price, don't you get more work? And I'm like, are you crazy? The feds audit the files that I've worked on. And there's trouble to be had if they see that like, oh my gosh, you left $10,000 on this table for this displacee, either because of your incompetence or because your unwillingness to dig deep into their expenses and figure out how to correctly categorize all of the expenses that could possibly be paid and get them paid. Right. I get work because I pay them everything that they should be paid. Right. So anyway. Sorry. So no, don't get me riled up about this again. I'm not a bad guy. I'm trying to help the displacees. I really truly am. At the end of the day, I'm trying to follow, follow the regs and help the displacees. And I'm not trying to save anybody a buck. But when we get to the Ventahood, I really, really believe that a if you have to purchase a new Ventahood and a restaurant situation, it should be tied to the moving and it should be covered as a moving expense because you are reinstalling that fryer. And in order to reinstall the fryer and for it to be ready to go and in the same exact situation it was at the displacement site, you have to have the Ventahood. It's a code compliant issue for that item of equipment. So I like to call it moving. I have had to fight this battle a little bit with some agencies or some some project folks, but I, I like to call it moving. Some people don't. All right. Fascinating. One more. It's a very similar situation. We've got, you know what that is? A grease trap. It's a grease trap. And I will tell you, if you're watching this on the video, you'll see just a nice little kind of rendering of a grease trap. I was going to pull an actual picture of a grease trap from one of my relocations, and they all make me want to vomit because they're disgusting. So you just get a nice pretty drawing of a grease trap. Now, do you know what the purpose of a grease trap is? To trap grease. 
Yes, it's not just a clever name. It is to trap grease, but you have to have one for a restaurant. I have had a couple of people tell me that they think a grease trap should be covered under moving because it's part of reinstalling all of the kitchen equipment. This one, I kind of have to say, I probably tend to think that it's not moving, maybe more reestablishment because of the fact that you're usually required to have a grease trap as a restaurant, not because you have a fryer. Does that make sense? So if it it pertains to the entirety of the business, we usually fall into reestablishment. You want to make it more complicated? Not really. Let's do it. Okay. okay. When right, you when you have a grease trap, that's like it it goes between the outflow from the kitchen to the outflow to the sewer. Like this is all part of getting to the sewer. And then my brain is like, wait, is this connection to utilities? Oh. <laughs> Nobody's ever let me get by with that. But I just, you know, that's kind of the rabbit holes we go down as relocation agents. So grease trap, I typically would see that as a reestablishment cost. Could you make the argument that it could be moving? Sure make an argument for anything if you can document it we're going to talk about that okay okay so here's the deal when you have these and i hate to throw anybody under the bus but when you have some people that tend to work on the landowner side that want to put things into moving that aren't moving it's like hey guys i wish we could put all the things into moving i wish we could pay unlimited dollars to anybody who has a displaced business because it's it sucks i mean it sucks to be displaced nobody's looking for this and a displaced business is often in a really precarious situation and sometimes they don't even survive it i mean it's horrible but unfortunately guess what there's rules and what are the rules do you know what what are where do we go the cfrs yeah go to federal regulations for the federal act yes 49 cfr 24 is your friend and there are rules so we're going to go through the rules now okay okay let's talk moving expenses first if you want to see what moving expenses entail, go to 49 CFR 24, and you're going to go to subpart D, payments for moving and related expenses. It's at 24301, payments for actual moving and related expenses. Now, I'm not going to sit here and read the regs to you for the next 15 minutes, but I am going to read a couple of points to you because it's it's right here. These are the rules. This is how we know whether or not a Venta Hood is eligible or not. It says, any owner, occupant, or tenant who qualifies as a displaced person and who moves from a dwelling, including a mobile home, or who moves from a business, farm, or nonprofit organization is entitled to payment of his or her actual moving and related expenses as the agency determines to be reasonable and necessary. Okay? Okay. Are you, are you comfortable with that? Yeah. That seems pretty cut and dry. So here are the eligible moving expenses, and this is really, really important. Listen to all these words. Are you ready? I'm going to say a lot of words. Okay. Here are eligible expenses. Disconnecting, dismantling, removing, reassembling, and reinstalling relocated household appliances and other personal property. So for businesses, I can't hardly read this, farms or nonprofit organizations, this includes machinery, equipment, substitute personal property, and connections to utilities available within the building. It also includes modifications. Okay, wait, like listen to this. If you could highlight something that you're hearing, highlight this. It includes modifications to the personal property, including those mandated by federal, state, or local law, code, or ordinance necessary to adapt it to the replacement structure, the replacement site, or the utilities at the replacement site and modifications necessary to adapt the utilities at the replacement site to the personal property. So key takeaway here, we're going to pay to move stuff. Okay. We're going to pay to reinstall stuff. Okay. We're going to pay under moving expenses for modifications to what? The personal property. 
Okay, modifications to the personal property to adapt it to the replacement site. Notice I didn't say modifications to the replacement site. No, 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 no. Modifications to the personal property, which was actually moved. That is covered under moving. Are you comfortable with this? Uh, okay, yes. As long as you don't ask me any questions about it. Oh, there's going to be a quiz. There's going to be a quiz. There always is. Yes. Now, here's something I, I went down a rabbit hole on just for fun. So reinstall, we talk about reinstallation, reinstallation. And I was told that sprinklers at a fireworks stand were part of the reinstallation of fireworks, as I maybe have mentioned and will mention again today. I don't think that has anything to do with reinstallation. So then I was like, well, what, what is the definition of reinstall? Like, give, give it a shot. Because I was like, just put something back into the place so it works. That sounds good to me. Okay. To put something back in the place so that it's in working condition. Right. That's the, that works. Well, I looked it up just for fun. And first thing I found is the definition of reinstall is to install again. And it's like, please see install. So I'm like, okay. So I look up the definition of install. Merriam-Webster says to install means to set up for use or service. Fair. 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 Okay. Dictionary.com says to place in position or connect for service or use. Okay. You like it? Yeah. Okay. So just to go down that rabbit hole, reinstall means to get it working. Like, you know, put it back where, how it was. That's what you would expect the spirit of the act to be. Yes. Okay. Got it. Now, they just told us what is eligible under moving. Pretty clear. We're good with that, right? There are also very specific examples of things that we cannot pay for. We may not, we shall not, we will not pay for under moving. And they list those out. So let's talk about that. You can find this under 301H. It's going to be ineligible moving and related expenses. A displaced person is not, this is very clear, not entitled to a payment for physical changes to the to the real property at the replacement location of a business or farm operation, except as provided in 24.301 G3 and 24.304 A. And 304 is reestablishment. Okay. So this is saying physical changes to the real property at the replacement site are not eligible as a moving expense. Guess what I think is, (laughs) I think is a physical change to the replacement site. Installing a sprinkler system. That's that's not a moving expense, and they say it right there. Right. Wow. Okay. Wow. Sorry. I get really fired you, up. You really are. Uh, I know. You need to settle down. Okay. Are you ready to move on to reestablishment and what is and is not eligible? Yes. Are you nervous? No. Okay. Here's what it says about reestablishment. By the way, you can find this at 49 CFR 24.304. Reestablishment expenses for non-residential moves. Because reestablishment is not something that residential displacees are eligible for at all. Reestablishment is just for a displaced business. Here's what it says. In addition to the payments available under 24301, which we already talked about, that's moving, and 24303, which is another rabbit hole we'll go down another day, a small business as defined in 24A24 farm or nonprofit organization is entitled to receive a payment not to exceed it says 10,000 but it's really $25,000 for expenses actually incurred in relocating and reestablishing such small businesses farm or nonprofit organization at a replacement site do you know the definition of a small business no it's less than 500 employees on site 
at that location. Okay. I did know that. I did know that. Most of the time, I don't know. I don't even know if I've ever encountered something that wasn't considered a small business. That'd have to be like a Amazon distribution place or something. I don't know. That's still not going to be 500 employees because it's all automated. Yeah. The robots don't count. Nope. Okay. I don't think they do. I don't think they do either. So here are some eligible expenses under 24304. And you're going to find this under A, eligible expenses for reestablishment. Reestablishment expenses must be reasonable and necessary as determined by the agency. They include, but are not limited to the following. Number one, repairs or improvements to the replacement real property as required by federal, state, or local law, code, or ordinance. Sprinkler systems. Modifications to the replacement property to accommodate the business operation or make replacement structures suitable for conducting the business. Do you feel that there's a very distinct difference between moving and reestablishment if we're talking about modifications anywhere? There is. Because the modifications to the replacement site, to the real property at the replacement site is going to automatically shoot you toward the reestablishment bucket of money, right? If you are making modifications to your personal property so that it will fit in your new site, that's a moving expense. Just kind of on the surface in a very simple way. Is that okay? You got that? Yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Okay, good. So guess what? There's also some hard, fast no's on reestablishment. Okay. Like you say to your dog, no, no. And, and they're very clear about this. Under B, ineligible expenses. The following is a non-exclusive listing of reestablishment expenditures not considered to be reasonable, necessary, or otherwise eligible. Number one, the purchase of capital assets such as office furniture, filing cabinets, machinery, or trade fixtures. And number two, the purchase of manufacturing materials, production supplies, product inventory, or other items used in the normal course of the business operation. That makes sense. That makes sense. Like we're not going to buy a new she shed for you, right? Right. Or you're not going to buy, if if before the business moves, they're completely out of copy paper, mm-hmm. you're not going to buy 10 reams of copy paper as a reestablishment expense. That is correct. Okay. I'm with you. Very good. Okay. Now. So we got, the, we got what's in the regs. There are other tools. Have you ever heard of the FAQs? Frequently asked questions. Uh-huh. There are FAQs with the regulations. And that is where FHWA has given us just a little more insight into maybe kind of what the spirit and intent of the regs were and a little more guidance. So when you get into the fireworks must be sprinkled situation, check this out. Okay. Here's what it says. The FAQs for 304A1. So this is in, in, in reference to the moving reestablishment. Here's what it says. Our costs, and this is the question that they're going to answer for us, are costs incurred in complying with OSHA and other code requirements at the replacement location considered eligible costs in situations where the business was not subject to the requirement at the displacement property because of a grandfathered provision? That is a great question, and that comes up all the time. Here's the answer. It should be yes. Well, listen up. Modifications to personal property mandated by federal, state, or local law, code, or ordinance that are necessary to reassemble or reinstall the personal property or adapt it at the replacement structure, the replacement site, or the utilities at the replacement site are eligible for reimbursement under 24301G3, which is moving. See, if you needed it to be said a little more clearly than it was in the regs, there it is in the FAQs. Modifications to the personal property mandated by federal, state, or local law or code. That's going to be moving. If it's code compliant, having to do with the piece of equipment that was moved from the old place to the new place, that code compliant issue is considered moving. Okay. Okay. Now, listen to this. 
costs for repairs, modifications, or improvements to the replacement real property due to the requirement of laws, codes, or ordinance can only be paid under 24304A1, which is reestablishment. So let's simplify this just a tiny bit more. If you have a code compliant issue, you're going to look at what are we talking about? A code compliant issue, is it going to be requiring modifications to the personal property? If so, moving. If it's requiring changes to the real property at the replacement site, reestablishment. It is pretty cut and dry in the regs. And then they break it down a little more clearly in the FAQs. So it's not as mysterious as you might think. Still pretty mysterious to me. Well, good thing you got me to do some relocation work That's if right. you need it, okay? That's why I have Kristen Bennett to do my relocation work. There you go. So let's go back to my question. Fireworks must be sprinkled. Am I denying that fireworks must be sprinkled? No, they have to be sprinkled. They have That's to be sprinkled. That's not the issue. Okay, so you want to tell me what the issue is? The issue is whether they have to be sprinkled as a reestablishment expense. Yeah, well... The guy was arguing that it should be a moving expense. We're talking about a modification to the real property to accommodate the business. Putting in a sprinkler system is code compliant for a fireworks stand. It's not code compliance for this package of sparklers that we moved. And we're modifying the real property, not the personal property. That is cut and dry for me. That's a reestablishment expense. I rest my case. Sounds like you've really got your back up over this. And it sounds to me like you are using your podcast platform to make your point. So I got a podcast. (laughs) I can do that. You want to make a point, start a podcast, start a podcast. So, okay. So anyway, listen to lighten it up just a little bit. I I did have a blast in that situation and I love talking about relocation. I kind of like arguing about relocation. I like going way down in the weeds to answer the questions because here's the thing about relocation. There's always an answer. There's always, always an answer. Sometimes things are just flat out not eligible. Sometimes they're eligible over here and sometimes they're eligible over here. When you know the regulations and you know the rules and you have a little experience, there's so much freedom in that. So when you go to a displaced business and they're like, I would like for you to pay for me to buy 10 new reams of paper. I'm sorry, I cannot. I cannot do that. And it's not an eligible expense. It's not because I'm mean. It's not because I'm trying to save money. I'm my decisions are made on how I'm going to proceed with helping people file claims based on the rules, just the rules, just following the rules. So on another note, can I kind of just switch and talk about something else just for a minute that's really important to me? Well, you can, but before you do that, I have a trivia question for you. Oh boy. Let's say there's a new highway project and it's going to go right through the middle of a warehouse which stores Billy Squire memorabilia. Then we're going to bulldoze it. No compensation build your highway that's for the public good that's heinous <laughs> okay what is it you want to talk about okay and it's not low value high it's bulk all either. yeah that's low value low value high bulk here's what i want to talk about so my friend and yours denise skinner recommended a book to us about I don't know, sometime, was that in February? Yeah, it was almost a year ago, I guess. And the book is called The Four Agreements. It's by a guy named Don Miguel Ruiz, I believe. Yeah. And it's a really, really fascinating book. It's a quick read and I've thought about it so much. And basically it gives you these four little agreements that if you will follow these agreements and pay attention to them, just kind of makes your life better. And, And one of them is like, don't make assumptions. And one of them is don't take things personally. One of them is that your word 
is impeccable. Is impeccable. Yep. Your word is impeccable. Fantastic. Yep. But the one I wanted to just touch on today, since I do have a podcast and a microphone and people are letting me talk right now, the, the fourth agreement was do your best. And I think that I grew up with the notion that like, I was, I was always told to do my best. I always wanted to do my best. And I think that well into my adulthood until like my mid forties, I really thought do your best meant like kill yourself, bust your buns every day until you're like (laughs) exhausted and you have nothing left to give. And that means you did your best. Well, uh, or, and I agree with you, we've talked about this many times, or it can mean you have to win, you have to prevail or your best means the best product that's possible. Yeah, your best achievable. your best means the best in the universe for whatever thing you're doing. Right, right. And and what the four agreements talks about, let me just back up and say this was really important to me after COVID and a couple of really challenging years for me where like sometimes my my best might have just been like, "Hi, get through the day, you know, show up for your meeting, pick your kids up from school." So the book is saying like, do your best doesn't mean that you're winning and you're the best at everything every day, all the time. And you're exhausted because you're killing yourself at work. Do your best means do your best with where you are right now. With what you have to work with under the current circumstances. And that, and listen, this isn't some snowflake philosophy either. This is the real deal. It's something you have to deal with is that your best on a Monday may not be the same quality as your best on a Wednesday or your best after a personal or family tragedy may not be the same as your best when you've been hitting on all cylinders for a week. I think, and this has changed my life because I I think that when you, when you operate under the assumption that the best means the best ever of anybody ever, and then you don't hit that, it's like you're failing every day because nobody's going to be the best, the best every single day at everything they're doing. So, you know, I think this would be a great topic for further discussion, this book. And, And Denise did a little presentation on this book at the IGC meeting in Omaha. Was that in Omaha? I think it was in February in Omaha. That's right. Okay. So it's worthy of a presentation and it's an easy little read if you can get through the first 35 pages, which I almost put it down. But I think this would be a great topic for discussion on IJ's Unfiltered. Maybe Miss Skinnerific would like to join us. Maybe she would. Call me, Denise. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for hanging with us through a talk about relocation. It was a blast. Please don't forget to follow us on our socials. And we're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. And don't forget to go to our website, sign up for our mailing list, and check out our premium content. See you all next time. 